What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? The NBA playoffs are here. We're talking the Beard, the Greek Freak, the Splash Brothers, Dame Dollar, Uncle Drew, and them cats from Philly. It's going to be exciting. And if it's basketball, that means our man L-Dub is in the house helping us break down each series. So let's get right to it. You'll be glad you stopped by as we talk NBA playoffs on Sports 360. Well, we have arrived at that part of the NBA season called the playoffs. And I'm on the phone with my man L-Dub, and we're going to get into the playoff series, which will kick off this weekend um, across um, Saturday and, and Sunday. L-Dub, what, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, getting ready for these playoffs, man. I'm excited about them. And yourself, Jeff? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, as we're talking here now, it's Friday morning, um, feeling good, um, you know, have a busy day ahead, but, you know, also looking forward to this weekend's games. Um, and so we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk a little bit about, um, as well, before we do that though, I want to talk and put a bow on the NCAA championship. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I'm feeling really good. I got one word in my in, that's just ringing in my ears this morning, L-Dub. Do you know what that word is? What's that? Playoffs. 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 <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> Jim Moore, that, that press conference he had where he was like, playoffs. We, yeah, uh, we look so bad. We just need to win right now. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that I, that always cracks me up. Between yeah. that and and Allen Iverson talking about practice, those yeah. two. There's times I just go on YouTube and check both of those things out when I want to get a laugh. So, and yeah. then you had her, you had her Edwards saying something similar to that too to my playoffs. Playoffs, man, we're just trying to win a game. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Her Edwards was you play to win the game. <laughs> There's some things that are classics, man. But yeah, we're going to talk about the playoffs uh, in a minute. But um, before we get to that, L-Dub, I I do want to, like I said, tie up any loose ends on the NCAA championship. Um, Again, uh, the Virginia Cavaliers are the 2019 NCAA men's basketball champions. Congratulations to them. They defeated Texas Tech in an overtime game, which is a it was a really a, an exciting game. And I just like to start off by congratulating those guys. Um, anybody who's listened to the podcast know that I didn't pick Virginia. I wasn't rooting for Virginia. Um, I said I was critical of Virginia coming in. Um, I'm not going to revisit all those things. The only thing I want to say is congratulations to them. They deserved it. They won. They played well. Um, DeAndre Hunter played really well, um, started a game, uh, Kyle Guy was knocking down shots. Um, you know, uh, the other, the other kid, what's his name? Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome. Yeah. He was making plays, you know, creating things for his teammates. Um, they played well. 
they won the game and they deserve it. So hats off to the Virginia Cavaliers. Um, uh, what are your thoughts um, on what was an exciting game, L-Dub, and, and a good championship game for the NCAA? Definitely. Actually, when you think about these were two of the best defensive teams in college basketball playing, you know, I, I came into it thinking it was going to be a pretty low-scoring, boring game because of defense. You know, we know basketball is beautiful, but it's because of the offense, you know, to watch somebody put a move on someone, score the basket, you know, that, that's what basketball is about for us, you know, seeing a guy get hot, hitting four shots in a row. And actually, we had a lot of that in this game. Uh, the kid that you, you did mention just early when you were talking about Virginia was DeAndre Hunter. I mean, this guy came up big. And being that he was probably the most highest rated, you know, possible professional player going into – you know, if he decided to go into the draft, he lived up to the billing because the games prior to that, you know, he was kind of struggling. To me, he was kind of being passive, struggling, and, you know, just didn't show that he was a guy that was going to be a lottery pick. But this game he played against Texas Tech, he came out, I mean, he did everything he was supposed to do, rebound, make the right pass, and he hit big shots. Uh, actually, the game went down to the last 13 seconds when he hit the shot in the corner. Uh, again, the rule of thumb of basketball, you know, when you think about defense, is that, hey, if we're up by three, we'll give you a two. We just won't give a three. But for some reason, you know, Carver, who is another highly NBA prospect, decided to leave uh, Hunter and, and go to Ty Jerome. And Ty Jerome made the right play and sealed the victory. But uh, the game was well played. You know, no team should hang their heads, you know, any team could have won, any team could have lost. Both coaches did a great job. And like I said, I want to commend Virginia also on a, on, a, on a championship. But I also want to tip my hat to Texas Tech because if those guys stayed together and came back, we're going to be entertained next year. Yeah, no doubt about it. So it was a, um, as we said, I mean, it was a well-played game, very competitive, obviously exciting going into overtime. And again, congratulations to Tony Bennett, his staff, and all the players at UVA, NCAA champs. Um, but now let's, let's turn our attention to NBA action and the NBA playoffs. Again, as we said, it kicks off this weekend. And what I'd like to do, L-Dub, is, is just go through the, the matchups in the East and in the West. I want to start in the East, um, give you my armchair predictions and then get you know get your view um as as someone who's you know uh has a lot of experience in this game but um starting in the east i would just say this l-dub in my view i don't see any upsets in the first round in the eastern conference i think milwaukee's going to take care of detroit um, I think Toronto is going to take care of Orlando. And when I say take care of, I mean, is you know, four to four, uh, a four game sweep or a four to one type of a situation. 76ers in Brooklyn, I think is going to be an interesting series, particularly if Joel Embiid, you know, his health coming into the series, they're saying he may not start the series because of, you know, some knee issues. And on the other side, I mean, Brooklyn can just put the ball in the hole. So I think that's going to be an interesting series, but I think the Sixers win that one. And then I like the Celtics over the Pacers, even though the Celtics are without Marcus Smart, which I think is going to 
you know, hurt them down the road. Um, obviously, the Pacers have been without Oladipo for for a few months now. But that, you know, Marcus Smart being out, you know, um, is going to hurt the Celtics. But I think they'll have enough to get by the Pacers. So for me, I'm taking the top four seeds, Milwaukee, Toronto, 76ers, and the Celtics to come out of the East the first round of the East. So how do you see the, uh, the matchups in the Eastern conference? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go through it uh, just like you did. And I, I pretty much have it like you did, uh, but I got a little bit more stipulations than you did. Uh, you, you talking, let's start with the Nets and the Sixers since they play Saturday. Uh, actually both, both teams are split. Both have won one game at home, one on the road. So, Basically, they know each other very well, and Nets have a great chance of beating the Sixers. However, because the Sixers have put themselves in this position to be the third seed, and Joel Embiid has spoken so highly of how he's the best center in the world, I think he's going to try to live up to that. And I see them winning, you know, in a five-game series. I, I see this. I see it being a four-to-one, uh, simply because they can't afford to stretch the series because they still got a, a Bucks to have to deal with as the number one seed, you know, after, you know, even though they, they're not going to play in the second round, they would play them in the third round. They need their rest just because of what you said, because Joel Embiid has been hurt so long, you know, you don't want to risk him, you know, being out there a long time, you know, uh, putting more injury to, you know, on his ankle or, or his knees. So, that's uh, the way I see that series. And, you know, the Nets had some viable players, you know, and Allen, you know, the guy, and Dinwiddie, and also the point guard uh, from L.A., point guard. Yeah, they D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. Uh, but, again, I just don't see them matching up to all that size and athleticism that the Sixers bring. They got, you know, I mean, they got five players almost averaging 20 points. Uh, so you pick your cause, and as long as two or three of them show up every game, you know, it's going to be hard to outscore those guys. Okay, so you have the Sixers um, prevailing, and you have a four to one. Okay. I have Sixers winning in five, four to one. Correct. Got it. Okay. Who you have up next? Then we got the Magic and the Raptures. You know, the Raptors just haven't shown me consistency all year. Even though they, they have a great team, they, they do Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde approach a lot. You know, one game they'll blow someone out that's good. Next game they'll lose to someone that's not as good. But if the if the real Raptors ever show up, you know, I see them, I see them sweeping the uh, Magic. And simply because, you know, the, the, the Magic just, I don't know, they just – they just don't have a great formula. You never know which player is going to show up. You know, every team has a superstar that just shows up every game. The Magic don't have that player. They, they don't They don't have that guy. And we thought Garden was going to be that player, but he, he's like third best player on the team now. And, you know, it's just they don't have a go-to guy. So I, I, I see them if, if the Raptures – I'm out playing the basketball that they're capable of playing. I see the, the Raptors sweeping, sweeping them. If the Raptors don't come out playing the way, I see it going six six games. And I don't know if they want to do that, make it go six games, because they're going to prolong it. And like I said, they'll have the Sixers the next round. And I, I wouldn't want to 
meet the Sixers after having played four games with Orlando. You know, you're kind of tired. Yeah, you don't want that series to go too far and then have to deal with all that firepower and physicality that the Sixers bring. Okay, so Toronto over Orlando. Um, who do you have next? Uh, next? Next, we got the Pacers and the Celtics. Similar to what you said, you said on the depot, but I think it's the whole Pacers. The whole Pacers uh, team has not been together all year. There's been at least two players out all throughout the season. If, if one player was in, you know, two more were out. If two players came back in, two more went out. So I just think the consistency of them playing together is going to be a problem. When you got you're playing the Celtics that's led by Kyrie Irving, as well as all the players healthy except for Marcus Smart. Don't get me wrong, I think Marcus will play this game. He's one of the guys that wouldn't sit out. And uh, the fact that Boston has, you know, played together for the stance part. Most of their guys missing. They may say injuries, but a lot of it was rest. They just chose to rest those guys. The only concern I have really with Indiana giving them a battle is the fact that they have Nate McMillan as a coach. And I know Nate just, I mean, I know him personally, so he's not going to just let these guys come in their house and just run all over you unless they're just better than you. Then there's nothing he can do. So I, I see this game going six, six games just because of that, and I think it's going to be four to two for the Celtics. I, I see it going six games. Right. Okay. All right. So um, we have one series left then in the East, and that one is Milwaukee and Detroit. And, man, we're only playing this game because Detroit, you know, got in on the back door. They they won one or two more games more than, than, than the match. I mean, than, uh, than the Miami Heat. So this is just – we're playing this because, you know, the NBA says you have to play the game. But this is a sweep, man. This is this is a sweep. Bucks Bucks are gonna 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 beat the bricks off these guys, man. And Greek freak, that's all I need to say. Yeah. Not naked with that guy, man. Yeah, and with Blake's you know situation and everything else, I mean, I think this one is short order. Do you see Milwaukee taking care of this one in four? I see it a sweep. I see not not okay. boom. I see the broom. okay all right so um that that's how we see the east and and as you said i think we see that we do see that one the same way and let's see how the games unfold starting tomorrow um now let's turn our attention to the west and again i'm just going to excuse me i'm just going to go through my selections in the west okay and then obviously you provide yours with uh, you know your analysis of it but you know the the warriors and the clippers you know i'm going with the warriors to to um take this one um you know i don't know in how many games or anything like that but i think the warriors prevail here i don't think that's going to be much of an issue for them uh nuggets and spurs um i'm you know i'm going to go with the spurs in this series um only because i think the nuggets have I don't I don't like the way they finished the season um, and, you know, not playing. I don't believe their best basketball. Um, and at the same time, too, being a younger team, um, you got more veterans on the other side. You obviously have coach Popovich on the other side. 
Um, This seems to me to be a dangerous series for the Nuggets, given how they're playing. Um, And I'm going to go with the Spurs. Um, The Blazers and OKC, I think it's going to be a fantastic series. Um, And on this one, again, I'm going to go with the lowest seed. I think OKC is going to find a way to take out the Blazers in this series. So um, I'm going with those two lower seeds, the Spurs over the Nuggets, OKC over Portland. And then the last one, which I think is going to be just a fantastic series, Houston and Utah. Um, I think this is going to be tough. I think Houston falling to the four spots going to come back and bite them perhaps, but um, I think Houston will prevail in what probably is going to be one of the more entertaining series that we have. Utah has been great. They've been playing some really good basketball uh, since, you know, uh, you know, since uh, January. And so I I don't think this is going to be easy, but I do like Houston to prevail. So I'm going with the Warriors, Spurs, OKC and Houston. What about you? We're in agreement with all of them except for the Thunder, but I'll I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why in a minute. Let's start off, like you said, the Clippers and the Warriors. Uh, first of all, the work, I mean, the Clippers are going to be without Gallinari, which is their leading scorer uh, for for their team. And he's out with a, you know, with his ankle. So that's going to pose a problem for them already. The only hope that I give Clippers is that how Doc Rivers put together this team with veterans and young players that are real talented. I think they have a great blend of, you know, veterans as well as talent. Uh, so that's, that's going to give them a chance. But, uh, the Warriors, I mean, what can I say? We talked about it earlier. Until somebody beat them, they're my champions because again, you got another team that's got four guys that's bringing in, you know, an average of 20 points every game just for being on the floor. You know, that's the rant, that's that's Clay Thompson, that's Steph Curry, and then that's uh the big guy, the center, uh uh DeMarcus Cousins. You know, book book those in for eighty points just for being on the floor. That's eighty points. It's it's, it's still gonna be hard for you to keep up with that when your leading scorer is out of the game. So I got the Warriors and I, I do give simply because Doc Rivers again and like I said, that blend of young talent, they they're gonna sneak one. I think they're gonna get one but they're going to lose, you know, in five games, four to one over the Warriors. So I think the Warriors will take that and they'll be ready to get their little rest and move on to the next round. As far as the Spurs and Nuggets, yeah, the edge goes to the Spurs to me anyway. It goes all the way back to me, all the way back to when David Thompson and uh, Iceman was going for the scoring title. And David Thompson had the scoring title. He had scored 73 points and he was the leader. And then seven hours or eight hours later, uh, Iceman played, and they lost. But he, he needed 63 points to score. And in the halftime, he already had 50-some. So they talked to me that his record was gone. That was the night right. that I, that was the night that Ice uh, hit 30, 33 points in one quarter, which is still, I think, a record in the NBA. So having said that and that they got Coach Popovich now, and all that uh, the Nuggets have is Mike Malone. Mike Malone knows how to win games, but I don't know. Playoffs is a different beast, man. It's, you got to be able to put everything together, and everything has to work, you know, perfectly. And his team has not played good together. Like, like it's kind of like 
You may have the peanut butter, but you don't have the jelly. You may have the mustard <laughs> to get the hot dog. That's the way the Nuggets have been playing, man. I mean, yeah. seriously. It's yeah. like that. And not that they're not a good team when you look at them on paper, but it's just they haven't put it together. So I'm going with the Spurs. I'm saying it's going to take six games because, again, you're going to play a few games up in Maha Stadium, and that's going to be a factor for them because, you know, the, the attitude up there. So I, I'm giving the Denver two games, but I think it's going to be a six-game series where the Spurs win. They prevail in four to two. I own okay. tier one. That you said you said you were going with the Thunder. I'm totally different. I mean, last year the Blazers, you know, kind of exited the playoffs early, and they were, you know, supposed to go further. This year, I think Charlotte figured it out, and you know, with the addition of Enos Cam and Robert and uh, Rodney Hood, I think that helped them a lot. And if McCollum comes back healthy, which he he will be playing, they they have him questionable, but. Again, when you're talking about playoffs and you're talking about athletes, the guys that really like to play and Sheldon McCullum is a coach's son, he, he's not going to miss. You know, he, he's going to be on the floor. I, I just think the combination of the way they've been playing and the fact that, you know, Russ and them are good, and, and don't get me wrong, I think Russ and, and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paul George. PG3. I don't even yeah. call him Paul. So I'll be trying to PG-13. PG-13. Yeah, I think between, between those two guys, they're as good as any combo that's ever been in the league. But, uh, and that's just it, uh, the, the inconsistency of when they do score a lot of points, no one else brings anything. Uh, and the big guy, you know, not really scoring because he said something was wrong with his wrist last week. You know, that may be a factor. But I just think because the uh, Blazers, you know, with uh, McCullum and Damon Lillard, and all the other guys playing great. I'm like Candace Parker said. I, I, I know the, the Thunder are a team that's dangerous, but I think South is coming in there knowing that, and those guys are going to just outwork them. I think Damon mm-hmm. Little Nims outwork them. So I got the I got the, the game. It's going six games, uh, but I still say uh, if McCullum's healthy, I got I picked the Blazers to win in six, four to two. Got it. Okay. <clears throat> and then we have our last one, which is a four or five matchup, a great matchup between Houston and Utah. Uh, Utah normally with, with anybody, I would say Utah has a, has a, a, a chance in any series, but without Rubio, that means a lot of the focus is going to be on guys. Uh, even, uh, even the kid, uh, Donovan Mitchell having to play a lot of the point, which is going to take away from him. Donovan Mitchell can score with anybody, and I can see him having a game that maybe Houston's not hitting threes, that he outscored James Harden. So I see him winning two games, but it's just too much It's too much offensive power from the Rockets for them to sustain it, especially without Rubio playing. He's not playing this series. So I, I can't see them beating the Rockets without their point guard, without their starting point guard you know, really helping them and scoring and, you know, causing mismatch problems over Chris Paul. I can't see him beating the Rockets. So I got the Rockets winning in four, and it's only because the Rockets got home court advantage. If they didn't have home court advantage, like you said, slipping the fourth almost cost them, uh, and it, it probably will come back to hunt them because the next series they got the Warriors. 
Yeah, and I, and I think that's the big problem for them. But now you said Houston, but you have them in six, right? In six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, we're we're in terms of the results. Um, you know, we're you know seeing it a lot alike, except for uh, one series, and that's the Blazers and OKC. So we'll see how it turns out. Um, I do think it's going to be. Before I go any further, what's interesting, and we haven't mentioned it, but this is a postseason without LeBron James. Right. <laughs> um, right? But here's the thing. But I don't, th- when you look at these series, the matchups and the players, you know, whether you have James Harden or, or the Greek Freak, or, you know, the Splash Brothers, obviously, you know, the Celtics have some great players on their team. You got Russ and, and, and uh, Damian Lillard and Paul George, and you talked about McCollum, you got Donovan Mitchell. I mean, there are just a lot of fantastic players who are going right. to be highlighted. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, a lot of fantastic players. So the NBA does not lack star power. And so, you know, even though this is a series or a, a postseason without LeBron James, there's no Dwayne Wade. I still believe this is going to be a fantastic postseason. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's just like it's just like life, man. Nutrition. Someone leaves, someone steps up to the plate. It's been like that ever since, and it's going to continue to be like that. Even though we have our favorites, I think the NBA is very well positioned to to, to last for a long time with great talent, and it's going to be even more talent once they open up the league for guys to come straight back out of high school and it's going to sustain for a long time after that. So I'm with you in that. I'm in agreement with that. Even though they're not in and you're used to hearing their names, now you got to learn about the Greek freak. Now you got to learn about, like I said, him be doing his thing. You know, actually the kid Jerry Allen is going to make a present. And, you know, everybody I know Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, even back in the days of Colorado, I knew the guy would be a good pro. But he's stepping his game up highly for the for the next, you know. So you got all these players that uh that can maintain. You didn't even mention Kawhi Leonard. I mean, which that's is right. Him, right. The household name in you know, sure. throughout the whole world, Kyrie Irving. You, you didn't mention his name. I mean, Al Harford. You know, all those guys, man, that, that make a difference. The kid, the Joker for for Denver. Yep. I mean, this, this yep. kid, he's leading his team in rebounds, assists, and scoring. I mean, right. this is that center position, which is letting, you know, the world know, like Julian L.B. shooting outside, you know, shooting threes and stuff. He's trying to keep up quite as kept. We're saying, Joel, just stay down on the box and you can win championships for a long time. But he's looking at the market value of what the joker is. This kid, you know, from Europe, he can do everything. He can dribble. He can pass. He can shoot. You know, so Joel L.B. is competing to be the best center in the world. So that means he has to outplay Joker, you know. So th- th- that's the competitive thing that people don't see and don't understand, that if you say you're going to be the best, and that's why I told you earlier, Joel had been talking so much, he's going to have to live up because he, he's been putting it out there that I'm the best center, best player in the world, and he means that. Even though he, you might see him in a joking manner, he, he wants to believe that. And then you got people like Boogie Cousins who's been quieter than he's ever been, you know, it, ver- verbally, he still makes a lot of complaints and 
you know, calls and gets his technicals on the court. But his play speaks for itself, man. The guy is dominant. He, he, he's inside present. And he's trying to, you, if you notice, he's even shot more threes this year than he's ever shot before in his career. Just, again, just trying to change the way they play the game. It's pretty much, pretty much it's going to be five out. You know, that's the way the game is going to be played within the next, you know, I give it four or five years. Yeah. You know, everybody. Yeah, I think, yeah, we're seeing that now. A lot of yeah. it now, right? No yeah. one's in the middle. Right. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. The, the NBA has enough names to sustain itself for another 15 years. Yeah. Least. Yeah. And certainly they'll get through this postseason. It should be exciting. So it tips off tomorrow. Looking forward yeah. to the game Saturday and Sunday. Um, and I'm sure LW are going to enjoy them as well. So as always, man, good talking with you, talking hoops. Um, and, you know, we'll be back again soon checking in on these series and um enjoy the games this weekend you also be safe man out there and like i said uh get ready to see some basketball at its best that's right i agree all right l-dub i'll catch up with you soon take care Have okay a good day. you too <laughs>